Now, Overdrive Radio shifts gears to entrepreneurs in overdrive as we speak to entrepreneurs and visionaries to inspire and to highlight local businesses in our communities. Hello, 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 and welcome to a new episode of Entrepreneurs in Overdrive. This is going to be a hot topic. I can promise you. I am so (laughs) pumped about this. It is going to be a very, very hot topic. And um, okay, so let me set the stage up for you. I'm an American. I love being an American. I'm proud to be an American. I'm happy with the freedoms that we have. Despite the slowly and chipping away at my freedoms and your freedoms in this country. Obviously, um, most of us would be shocked if we sit there and read something like the Patriot Act. That, by the way, we were grieving September 11th and it got passed because nobody sat there, not too many people sat there and decided to look into it. Well, we're trying not to do that anymore. I don't want anybody taking away my freedoms because this is what I believe to be un-American. I'm gonna read to you the First Amendment and we will start our show. The First Amendment says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of people peacefully peacefully to assemble and the petition to the government for a redress of grievances. Today, we have a special guest with us. Our guest today is Shan Rose, who is uh, the CEO of changeforthecommunity.com. Also a very strong, in my opinion, I've had several conversations with her and I know her opinions and how strong her opinions are and how uh, straight to the point she is a very strong community advocate. Shan Shaniqua, are you on the phone with us? I am here today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Hi, well, Shan. Well, it's a pleasure to have you, Shan. Um, what I want to start with, let's let's start. I understand my, my, my intro into this and... Um, we will talk about this because <laughs> I'm 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 just absolutely upset that anybody, much less a governor of a big state such as Florida, would attempt to put um, such thing uh, up for vote. I, th- I think it's ludicrous and ridiculous, to be honest with you. But um, let's start from the beginning. Let's talk about the thing that allows or stops these things from going in and allows us to control who represents us, be it at the presidential level and all the way to uh, the school districts, etc. So let's talk about voting. 
So um, good afternoon, everyone. We are in the prime of uh, voter registration, and that's really important right now. So voting is gives you the ultimate right, and there was a lot of um, organizations, protesters, people that came together to ensure that everyone has a right to vote. I think if we talk about our rights and the freedom to participate in our government, mm-hmm. now is the time more than ever to make sure that you're registered to vote, to make sure that your voter registration is up to date, to make sure that it might sound weird, but to make sure you have a plan to vote. Um, mail-in ballot, uh, you can request those up until October 24th. Election day is November 3rd. Early voting starts October 19th. Um, so you have a lot of time. We have, we're narrowing down the last day to register to vote in, um, in the state of Florida is October to register to vote because you can change your voter registration information up to the day of election. Um, but to actually put in and, and get an actual re- register to vote is going to be uh, Monday, October 5th. Um, and so it's important to get out to vote. Um, while we're getting out to vote, it's also important that as we elect individuals in whatever format it may be, that we're holding them accountable to what we want to see change in our community, yeah. which is sort of what my organization, why I started my organization, Change for the Community. Mm-hmm. Um, West Orlando has, I live in West Orlando, and there are a lot of things we struggle with, we suffer with, from um, low income to affordable housing to crime. And um, I started, I was working for the city of Orlando, um, working within the Community Redevelopment Agency, which is downtown Orlando and Paramore. And I said, how can I get involved? Um, I got involved on the, the government side, being as a city employee, um, got the opportunity to purchase a home in Paramore, Paramore resident. And it's one thing to be on the outside as a any agency, whether it's private or public agency, looking in and saying, well, this community needs this and this community needs that. But it's different when you're on the inside living here um, and you say, well, we don't quite need that. That might be what you think, but here's what we really need. Um, so in 2019, I started Change for the Community um, as a way to get into the community. Um, it's a consul- it's a consulting agency, but my thing was taking my abilities and strengths in the consulting world and generating revenue so that I can give back to the community, so that I can do things for the community. Um, it started with a mentorship program with the youth with something small. Um, here I'm more plagued with uh, littering, illegal dumping, which is when individuals throw like furniture and construction materials on the floor um, in different areas. Yeah. So I said, well, let me grow some unity and pride with some of the children in the neighborhood and have them pick up the trash. Um, you know, I diff- reach out to different sponsors and have them, you know, give me different rewards, whether it be money, food, um, so that they can have, you know, reward. Children love, you know, at the end of the day, what can I get out of it? A lot of people oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> right. Especially kids. But, <laughs> Right, especially right, especially them. Um, but what what kind of turned it into more than just unity and pride in the community was after we're done cleaning up, the kids would say, "Well, Mission Nico, where are you going after this? Or Mission Nico, what are you doing after this?" And I'll say stuff like, "I'm just going to Lake Eola." Oh, wow, we haven't been to Lake Eola. It's like, wait, wait, Lake Eola is across the street. I mean, I <laughs> go across mm-hmm. I four; it's yeah. right there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, oh, I'm going to a basketball game. Well, we've never been to a basketball game. Wait. Amway Center is here in the community. How have you never been? 
So I took it a step further and began mentoring with them, spending time with them so that they can not allow their their situation and circumstances being in a low-income community to deter them from their future. Yes. Let me give you some positive distraction because that's what it is. If you're not used to going to a basketball, it's a distraction from what you're used to doing. Let me do a positive distraction and take you away from a negative environment and make you bring that positivity back to the community where, you know, you're saying... Like, like the, I'll give you for example, my kids no longer litter. And I used to watch them. When I first got here, I just, when I first moved into Paramount, I first observed and I looked around, kind of said, okay, what do I want to tackle first? And I would watch the kids walk. Some, actually, some of my same children, because some of them live a few, a few streets over, I'd watch them just eat eat a, eat a honey bun, just throw the, throw the wrapper on the floor. And it's like, but you live here. You like living in filth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about it like that. And yeah. it's that simple, like, when we go places now, they'll put the trash in their pocket and wait till they get somewhere before they throw it on the floor. So it's like, and I have 25 of them just here. So it's like 25 less pieces of plastic roaming on the floor. Exactly. Um, it's just a start. Um, and then it just, it's kind of expanded beyond that. And it's, you know, what programming can happen and can take place in this community to address um, some of the issues um, from low income to the crime. How can we build? Uh, my biggest thing is restoring unity in the community. Yeah. Um, and how do you do that? And, you know, that's where I'm at right now. Um, selection time. So it's getting everybody. I mean, I literally was just on the corner of Colonial and Kirkman waving signs with my five-year-old son to get people out to vote. Um, it's important. This is a very, very important year Absolutely. when it comes to Absolutely. Election, and I I, I want to keep repeating the dates and the deadlines for so people um, are aware of this. So October and and please, Shan, correct me if I'm wrong with any of this information. October fifth is the deadline for registration, but you have until October twenty fourth to submit your absentee ballot, and then Earl. To, Earl oh, go ahead. A request? No, no, it's a request for mail to get your mail in ballot. Got it. So, what does that mean by a request to get your mail in ballot? So that's when they'll mail home an actual that because they've they're kind of pushed with with the COVID nineteen they've kind of pushed more people want to mail in their ballots and mail in their votes as opposed to going out so yeah. it's an actual ballot um, when you initially sign up and register to vote you sign document you sign a document so what they do is they take they take in what's sent in and they match it by signatures yeah. so that's where the key to the whole quote like and people are like what do you need a plan for that's where this quote create a plan. So it might be a very small margin, but if we think about the most recent uh, governor election, it was a small margin. So that small margin of signatures that are missed is what's important. So when you do a mail-in ballot, it's important to make sure you track that mail-in ballot to make sure that it's accepted so that you know, okay, my vote counts. Because you can think, oh, I voted, I mailed in my ballot, I'm good. No, it's to track it, make sure it's accepted. So that your vote actually does count in the polls. Now, I've had a lot of people mention that they're going to take their mail-in ballots directly to um, the location. Do you recommend that or do you recommend by mailing it? You can do either or. Um, The early voting starts on October 19th and it goes to November 1st. What they do is they have like a little table where it's like a dry, it's literally like a drive through. Um, some people just don't feel safe with, you know, some of the delay that's been talked about with the mail. 
So it's literally it's a drive through. You fill it out and then you drop you drive through the um, where the polling location is and you drop it in the box. Um, this year, um, with everything going on, the Amway Center has become actually become a new polling location for early voting. It's actually a location right now where you can go register to vote. Um, so the, the Magics have opened up their doors and said, we're here in the community. Come on out. It's for Orange County residents That's only. Awesome. But That's they're awesome. there. So you can do you can go register to vote up until Tuesday, until Monday, October, uh, until Monday, October 5th. And then um, you can do early voting until November 1st. And then they also will be a mailing um, an actual uh, polling location on November 3rd. Yeah. Awesome. Let me let me. Um... I want to. I want to kind of. We have to take a break in a second, and uh, I want to leave you with this question. I want to think about it um, over the break, and 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 I'm gonna see if you know if I come up with any thoughts myself. But uh, I want when I get back, I want your opinion, or when we get back from the break, I want your opinion on the mail-in ballots uh, and the mail-in voting in this particular. Uh, presidential race because you and I are hearing <laughs> everybody is hearing about a lot of hooplas and you know I'm gonna accept and I'm not gonna accept and I'll leave and I won't leave and all that you know um, jumbo stuff so mumbo jumbo <laughs> um, so you know uh, like I said let's let's kind of let take a take a minute think about it and then um, you know we'll come back and and discuss it in details. Entrepreneurs in overdrive, unfiltered, unafraid, on Florida Man Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome back, everybody, to Entrepreneurs in Overdrive. And we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, before we talk to our uh, guest, uh, we, uh, Taryn and I, both want to uh, talk about feedingthechildreneverywhere.org. Uh, it is something that we are extremely passionate uh, about. Uh, go ahead, Taryn. So this is one of our sponsors. It's called Feeding Children Everywhere, and their website's feedingchildreneverywhere.com. And what they do is they help families with a virtual food Did bank. Did I say something else? You, you said .org. <laughs> Okay. We've com. been having, I have to tell you, because even. <laughs> hey, they have too with, many extensions. Even with, um, with, with, with Shan, with, uh, I had her, we had her website wrong. We, it's changeforcommunity.com, <laughs> not .org. Yes. Yeah, it's all, yeah. all of the, dot, I know. whatever. I know. So we'll start over here. So we're, our sponsor is Feeding <laughs> Children Everywhere and their website is feedingchildreneverywhere.com. They have a great thing going on right now, which is a virtual food bank. So if you are able to assist a family in need, you can feed a family of four for 10 days with only $40. You can visit the following website, www.fullcart.org backslash overdrive. And there you can go and you can put whatever amount you can donate uh, and that will help a family. The food gets delivered to their home in a very discreet packaging. Yeah. Um, they take into account dietary restrictions. You might have high blood pressure. You might have diabetes. Whatever it is, they really put together high quality food for that family. Yes. Um, and if you're a family that has a need for that, uh, again, go to fullcart.org. Uh, uh, look at uh, .org, right? It is .org, <laughs> so, yes. fullcart.org. See, that's where I messed it up. Fullcart.org. And um, what 
look for, um, you know, ask for help. They will ship it to you. If you know someone that they need help, they're too proud to ask, go ahead and, and, and you can volunteer, you know, you can, you can uh, donate for them. And, uh, you know, again, this is something that we're extremely passionate about. I know I am. Um, uh, I am too. The concept of <laughs> <laughs> the concept of um, the village that Rick Quitted uh, talks about. Uh, I'm with it 1000 percent. And I believe, uh, you know, even Shan with us on the phone. Uh, Eric. Is she with us? Okay. Um, Shan with us on the phone. Uh, I believe, Shan, have you heard of the village concept, uh, Shan, that Rick talks about? Rick Quitted, the CEO for uh, Feeding the Children Everywhere? Briefly. Yes. Very, very, very great. I think I truly believe that if we should apply that concept, your job would be much easier as an advocate my job would be much easier as a person that is trying to help. Um, it basically tells everybody that you are part of the equation. You are important. You can help. And if you need help, we can help you. We're all in this together. So I truly believe that it would, it would help make your life much easier as an advocate. Um, going back to our question, <laughs> um, what do you think? So I want to give a full disclaimer because I am employed, associated, affiliated with a lot of different organizations. Mm -hmm. Anything that's discussed today is my personal opinion and yes. not the opinion of any other organizations that I'm affiliated with. Absolutely. Um, I think, or should I say, I believe that the mail-in ballot has been taken out of control. Mm -hmm. um, the narrative has been, it's wrong. But we've been doing absentee ballots a long time now. I don't think absentee ballots just started uh, this year. We've been doing absentee ballots. It's just that with COVID-19, it's been a stress on the mail-in ballot. Yeah. And then as we're trickling down, you hear the, oh, post office might lose their funding. It's like, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, there's the narrative is painted um that this is a problem, but we've been doing this forever. It, it didn't just start, like, absentee mail-in ballots didn't just start yesterday. There's now an emphasis on the mail-in ballot because this Did, year there are a lot of people who can't go out. So didn't those we have a problem? Normally didn't we have a problem, like, between Bush and Gore when, when you know, they were arguing about one, I think it was Florida, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Uh, and about absentee ballots and stuff like that. So it's been around forever. Right. And is this year's stress because, you know, parties are like concerned and nervous, but it's a, it's important this year that everyone knows their options, that yeah. you don't have to go out. You don't have to be scared. I think I believe that we just can't scare. We can't put so much fear in getting people not to go to the polls. We've got to say, here's another option. So that's why I said it's important that by the 24th of October, you request a mail-in ballot and you make sure that you track it after you put it, after you drop it in the mail or if you decide to take it to the um, to a polling location and put it in the box, it's important that you follow it through to make sure it's accepted. How do um, they track it? The, they go to so every, the, they, there's met, there's a different website. So in Orange County, you would go to ocfelections.com yes. mm -hmm. and you just put in my ballot. You would look at and you'd um, put my ballot for elections. Yeah. Um, you'd find your vote the your county supervisor of elections. So yeah. that's no matter where you are, whether you for, live in for Broward County, yeah. you for just Seminole. Be a county. Right. 
for no Seminole, where you are, you would go, go ahead. Uh, for Seminole, we have uh, voteseminole.org. I know that because I live there. So go ahead. I'm and sorry. So the easiest thing, to, it's okay. So the easiest thing to do is whatever county you live in, no matter where it is, you put that county and then you just put supervisive elections and it'll take you there. Yeah. Make sure you put Florida if you're in Florida. Um, yes. Because, you know, you have. A lot of times I'll, I'll Google Orange County, whatever it might be, not realize oh, Orange County, California, <laughs> right? It's just as big as um, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think we can't stress enough. It's just important to vote. It's like it, if, you, if you talk about nothing else, I mean, if you think there's nothing else on the table, you take everything off the table. Um, this year, these past couple of months being in COVID-19, um, between the protesting, leadership has shown our voices have to be heard yes. at the polls. Yes. Your ballot is what your voice is. So yeah. if you want to see the actions that you're out here protesting for, you've got to make it to the polls. You've got to be able to say, this is where my voice will be heard. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, you know, my thing is taking the protest to the polls. It's important to make sure that you're, you're counted and following through. Like, I think the biggest piece is people think that what there are certain generations that says, how is my voice being heard? Um, how do I get my voices heard? Yeah. And I think it's following it through the same way you've learned about legislation, because now the protesters are um, uh, want to protest the census new proposal. And so if you want to talk about it, that's the same way you follow through to know what they're speaking about is the same way you follow through. You, you search who your senator is. You search who your house rep is. If you have a problem with in school, you find out who your school board chair is. Yep. You find out who who the, who 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 am I voting for, mm-hmm. and what am I what am I getting out of what I'm voting for? What exactly. do I need? Because Mike, my, my, to be honest, um, parents, to be honest, my needs and your needs are not the same thing. Yeah. No, so absolutely. One hundred percent. Yeah. Hmm. What, what um, your city might need it might may be completely different than what my city needs. And they both need things. But just, you know, it, it's just geographically and whatever and what stage of development and et cetera, it's going to be completely different. So you're absolutely correct. And I believe, if you ask me my opinion, honestly, I do believe that um, it, while it's good to vote for president, but I believe uh, the most important thing for us really to vote is on um, on our level, on the things that directly affect us. Does the president of the United States affect us directly? Indirectly, I think. Not quite directly. I do believe, however, uh, a... Um, uh, a governor can uh, uh, can affect us. Uh, a school board uh, member or commissioner or uh, commissioner of a county or a sheriff or um, uh, whatever other you know um, uh, uh, representative uh, in in the state senate uh, will definitely affect us. I think with COVID, everybody has kind of had um, water splashed on their face in terms of the power that the governors have in each state. I honestly believe that many people before COVID really, they knew who their governor was, maybe, maybe not. They didn't know the powers that they had. And now that I feel like everybody knows it's even more important, especially like what Shan was saying about how even following the bills, the legislation that's going through to see um, you know, what everybody is doing and what actions they are taking. Your opinion, um, Shan, do you think um, 
I've I've been saying this to people since this this mail-in thing has started to kind of rear its ugly head. I've always said uh, to people, listen, if you want to take it out of the equation and make sure your candidates win, um, my recommendation to you is to just get out there. There's early voting. There's the actual voting. I'm sure you can mask, social distancing, all that good stuff, and you should be in good shape. Uh, what's your thoughts oh. on this? So I went to the primaries and did early voting, and yeah. I think I was in and out. It's like everyone understands it's not. And so if you take out, if there's two parties involved when you talk about going out in the public right now. Yeah. It's the actual patron and it's the employees. Mm. And no one wants their employees to get sick and to contract this, to even get sick or to potentially die. Yeah. So everyone is taking the necessary precautions. I did early voting during the um, primaries a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I was literally in and out. But when I walked in... Um, they wiped the they wiped the pen, the counter, everything before I before I got to the table. Yeah. Um, they were wearing gloves, they were wearing masks, they ensured that everyone they wouldn't let anyone in without wearing a mask. Like it was a requirement. So Excellent. all the necessary precautions. So if you're if you're allowing, you know, if you're nervous about your mail in ballot or your absentee ballot and you say you want to get out to vote, go ahead and get out an early vote. It starts October nineteenth, yeah. um, until November first. Yeah. There are a lot of polling locations for early voting. It's not like there's just a super, I think people yeah. think that it was just a supervisor of elections. I think right now it's really important um, to, to have that, have that opportunity. And if you're in areas, so if anyone listening may be in an area where they know that there's a senior's home, contact your local supervisor of elections because they can make special arrangements to bring in boxes so that people can drop in their ballots. They can ensure that there are safety precautions so that you have individuals who are taking the necessary um, uh, quarantine. They can stay. They can stay in wherever they are. So the supervisor of elections is really good about saying, "Okay, we'll come out." Um, more than ever, like a lot of Bill Cowles is our um, supervisor of elections. He he's like, "Where do I need to be?" I mean, if you're having an event, I can find someone to come and work it. If you're, you know, where where do you need us? Um, mm-hmm. He, you know, they're talking about putting drop boxes. And some of just drop boxes along wherever they can, where they find convenience. So I think I'm, I, I, from here and living here in Orange County, Bill Cowles is doing a really good job to ensure like wherever it needs, wherever his him and his team need to be, he's there. Um, so it's really important finding what what meets for you. So for the elderly, again, it's it and it doesn't have to be the actual program manager of the. If you're you know you have someone or you live right like I live across, I live right near a senior facility. It, it is you know. Mm-hmm. Getting with the director, getting with um, Bill Cowles and say, hey, Bill, what would be what would it take to have somebody come and the seniors can come downstairs or they, you know, somebody can walk every floor on a particular day and someone can go around with the lockbox and collect ballots. Like, I think it's important. Like, we have more than enough time to make arrangements. And like I said, and, and Orange County, he's really good about um, about that. And if you're scared and nervous, if you are, if you're, if you're patronizing patient anywhere, whether it's a store, it's work. And you're okay with going to early voting? They're taking very good safety precautions, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've never been to an early voting where there was a line. It was in and out, in and and, out. and, yeah. and like you said, Chan, if you can go to a restaurant, if you can go to a store, let's say you're not immunocompromised, that certain spaces are comfortable for you to be in. There's no reason why you cannot just pop into a polling location, do the early voting, and get it done there. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, Make sure you have your ID. Yes. Oh, yes, please. Right. Like, that's most important. If you go (laughs) off to early vote, make sure you have a government-issued ID. Yes. Don't just pop in because, you know, sometimes you run to the store and you'll you'll 
won't grab it. Make sure you have a, a current ID. So again, there's still time. If you choose to early vote, there is still time to make an appointment with DMV to go get an ID that you have a current um, form of ID to take with you to go ahead and vote. That's yes, a great reminder. That is a great, great reminder. Absolutely. I mean, we're trying to remind you because honestly, at the end of the day, what we're about to talk about with Combating Violence, Disorder and Looting and Law Enforcement Protection Act, which I have honestly about the, the Law Enforcement Protection Act, um, I'm okay with the uh, with the no defunding. Um, if, for everybody, please, if you go to Google and, and you can um, uh, print it out or look at it, Combating Violence, Disorder and Looting and Law Enforcement Protection Act. Um I believe, if you ask me my opinion, uh, Shan, and we're we, we really about to take a break. So, uh, but see, this is what I did not want because this, in my opinion, is the most important thing. Um, well, after voting, of course. Um, but, we might but have see, to this do is a what happens two. when we have a great uh, speaker with us. We have us to do and, a part yeah, two, maybe. We might have to do a part two, absolutely. Um, it, the combating violence and, and disorder, uh, you know, uh, and looting uh, law. Enforcement Protection Act, in my opinion, is literally un-American. It, it takes away your basic First Amendment right. And, and it's I, and completely, I think, what, did, what word did you use yesterday, Taryn? I don't remember, but I feel subjective. like we need to tell everybody. It it's very, very subjective, very, but I think we need to tell people and the subjective. listeners so that they understand what it is. Maybe we do that after the break. Yeah, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to read this act real quick for you. And um, and I'll again, I'll give you my two cents, and I'm sure Shan will too. And we will um, leave the rest in your hands. Join us after the break. Entrepreneurs in overdrive, unfiltered, unafraid, on Florida Man Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Entrepreneurs in Overdrive. Uh, this is our last segment on a very hot topic with Shan Rose with us. Uh, welcome back, Shan. Um, I'm going to have um, Taryn, I think, reads uh, probably better than I do. So I, I'm an engineer, man. I'm not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So let me just jump she, straight. She's a literary. It. I'm not. Okay. All right. So, okay. We're talking about this. Combating violence, disorder and looting and law enforcement protection act. So the first, there's many points to this act. One is prohibition on violent or disorderly assemblies. So third degree felony when seven or more persons are involved in an assembly and cause damage to property or injury to other persons. Okay, I have no problem with that one. Okay. Next. Prohibition on obstructing roadways. Third degree felony to obstruct traffic during an unpermitted protest. What if I'm protesting against the guy who gives out the permissions or the permits? And he says to me, better. yeah, I go have, ahead, please. Have, go ahead. I have one better for you. Did we teach the people how to get a permit to protest? No, I don't think. Yeah. And, and, and that's the key that we miss community wide. It, yeah. It's about teaching. Did you like what's an unpermitted protest? Exactly. I didn't know that. I yeah. mean, you needed a bunch of us. I mean, when you've got a bunch of people sitting outside the club waiting to get in the club. I mean, that's more than seven, seven or more. Is more that a protest? Seven, right. Yeah. <laughs> Is that considered a protest if we're all standing waiting? Open the door. Open the door. Like, I think. The, the education piece. So you're going to criminalize yes. a, a, 
felony, you're going to criminalize people gathering without teaching them what that looks like. Exactly. Okay, continue, and, and Karen. What, sure. Yes, please. <laughs> so third degree felony to obstruct traffic during an unpermitted protest, demonstration or violent or disorderly what if, assembly. What if we have three, uh, I'm sorry, 100,000 people. Mm-hmm. I was going to say 3 million. No, let's go 100,000 <laughs> people. Make it a little more realistic. Where the heck are you supposed to put them? They're going to walk in the streets. <laughs> so what? Uh, here comes Sounds the good like, one. Yeah, this is the, yeah. Here oh, comes Shan, the did killer. you want to say something with that? Yeah, I mean, so it sounds like we might be getting bigger sidewalks from this. I mean, if, if yeah. we're going to start protesting for things, <laughs> exactly, if we're going to say we can't if we can't get in the roadways, well, then give us some larger uh, sidewalks <laughs> in some of these communities. So, sounds like he might have to if, if he wants to pass it. Some of the some of the legislators may need to be asking for more money for sidewalks. Exactly, exactly. got to stand the sidewalk. And it better come out of the 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 what do you call it? The state fund, not the city fund. Since he's the one that's, that's, uh, that's uh, what do you call it? That's pushing for it. Okay, and then this is a big one. Driver <laughs> is not liable for injury or death caused if fleeing for safety from a mob. Okay, so <laughs> I, I know it's hilarious. So, uh, it, you know, it's funny because Cher brought me this in the office. She said, look at what he's trying to pass. And I'm like, what the heck? Anyways, so, okay. So I am um, in my car, or I'm sorry, I'm, I, you know, the, a, a protest passes by my office. You're in a permitted protest. They are in a yeah. permitted protest. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they pass by my office and there's two hooligans in the back and I misinterpret. Or interpret it, whatever, that they are a threat to me. So I turn around and not head the opposite direction because, hey, I'm not thinking. I'm I'm scared, right? You're escaping I'm a scared the mob. Person. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm escaping the mob. So what I what do I do? I go straight down the middle, be it 10,000 people or not, who cares? And I will not be prosecuted for this? Okay. okay so my, All right, y'all brace yourselves. Okay, so let's... Let's, look, let's clear the air about a few things. Yeah. Um, I don't think any of us are in support of violent protests, the looting, no. um, the rioting. But let's take a step and let's look at the last couple of months. Um, the protests have been, a, this is considered a Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. And I think the issue that we have across not only the state, the nation, and the world is the separation of the Black Lives Matter organization and the Black Lives Matter movement that we're in. We are in a time, the Black Lives Matter movement is for equal justice for African-Americans because they've been disenfranchised. And you can look at policy after policy after policy where there's a separation where African-Americans, no matter how hard you knock on it, it's it's still hard to get to. And let me show you why. City of Orlando just approved for an inclusion director, which means... Houston, there's some sort of problem somewhere. I mean, there are a lot of organizations that have gone to that. But if you can say that we've got to hire someone to look at and ensure that there's inclusion, then you, then, then, then nationwide, citywide, statewide, there's been an identified problem. So people have been protesting for equality. Yes. People have been protesting for um, this overall being treated fairly the african-american race yep. it's not one it's all races have been out here i don't i mean when you take a when when an actual movement not an organization when a movement goes global 
for an, a particular um, individual group of people, which were the African-Americans, yeah. it, it means the world in volume. Yes. So when you say someone can drive, so a group of people protest, um, <laughs> and you give them permission to drive through, well, how come we weren't, they weren't looking to do this when um, anti-abortionists were out there, exactly. when mm-hmm. anti-gun, when anti-guns were out there, mm-hmm. um, when anti, I mean, you can go down the list of anti, there's anti-everything, anti-cigarettes, yeah. exactly. alcohol, yeah. age limits. So why is it that a particular movement is in place and you realize how strong and how long these, these people are out here? I you might gotta be, put something in place to say. I might be a nutcase, but I call the pink elephant in the room. And I'm going to say it. Could it be because the person trying to pass this is a is a is from one party, and African Americans typically vote for the opposite party? Could be, but my thing is, so this this particular act takes me back to 1960s and 70s, yeah. where 1960s was a civil rights movement. We got a lot of acts. We got a lot of acts and bills passed. And then guess what happened in 1970s? Mass incarceration. Yes. Yeah. So when we look at overall what this is, to yeah. me, it's a form of it's a form, it's another form of mass incarceration. Yeah. Because you're you're singling out an individual group of people and saying, "I'm going to arrest you for standing up for your rights." And then I think the piece, Sharon. I mean, we're, we're a little bit short on time. The piece that got me that made me laugh was. The RICO liability. So oh, you my God. Money, yes. Oh, yes. So oh my you God. got some money. Yeah. Because, guys, I mean, you guys are going to, you all going to have, maybe we'll have a part two or, you know, people start, you know, really reading the act. But yeah. the RICO liability made me go, well, I mean, I guess we're all thugs in the, in, in the eye of the government. So the, the concept of saying, if you gather money, I don't think people realize to run any kind of organization, <laughs> yeah. it, co- it costs money. Yes. Because you have to have someone who, even if you pay for ads on social media, it costs money. So if you say right now we're in a pandemic, so you need masks. So if your organization decides, okay, we're going to take donations to buy masks, we're going to take donations to get a permit to properly protest as they're requiring. But if for whatever reason a fight or anything breaks out, I could be charged for RICO. Like, I, again, I'm a again, little bit confused. Listen, listen, I'm, you know, I was raised uh, to, to, to look at, and, and one, of, one of my passionate, one of my passions is history. And I read a lot of history books and I watch and monitor a lot of things and listen to a lot of news agencies all from all around the world to get the actual truth. Because I'm going to tell you this right now. If you're listening to the big media outlets, I promise you, you're not getting the truth. Um, and, and 20 years from now, you'll remember what I'm saying and you'll know, oh, my God, we thought this was this. And it, you got it on a, on, a, on a media. Things in any country on the face of this earth the democracy disappears from the day of the Greeks till today. It always starts with suppressing people's uh, ability to express their views in a peaceful demonstration. In other parts of the world today, how do you destroy an organization that's out protesting, let's say, killing people, uh, killing political activists in a different country. I won't mention the country. Um, how do, people are out to protest it. Another group that's does not want them 
to get their vote or voices out to the rest of the country, what do they do? They hire thugs to go in there and turn this peaceful protest into a what? Into a big, into big, violent mob. Mob. And disorderly assembly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We, we are too classy in this country. And I think this is what's getting what's been happening to us. So we can get pushed in one direction to vote for something else. However, I cannot get the images of police officers beating the heck out of innocent people in different states and different cities um, that are protesting this Black Lives Matter. I just can't get it out of I, I, I've not seen one person raise an, an, a hand or a fist or anything to a police officer. But I've seen multiple police officers, black and white, by the way, uh, beat the heck out of, uh, you know, people that are protesting also black and white. So anyhow, uh, uh, the music. So we probably got to wrap up. OK, so real quick, I'm just going to say that this is what happens. This is the tip of the iceberg. This is what where it starts, guys. We have got to stand up and say no to this. At the end of this, we all need to get together. And then, of course, hopefully we'll have Sham back with us again. Thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful weekend. Do not vote for this. Thank you.